I titled today's episode, In Their Own Words. People will say one thing to you publicly, but what they're really saying behind the scenes is what you need to know about. Hey, in a world where Dr. Anthony Fauci has spent a half a million dollars to study transgender monkeys, anything is possible. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Okay, in just a minute, I'm going to share with you, in their own words, what many of today's elite and globalists really think, what they're really saying, what they really believe, and how it's going to impact you, your life, your family, your job, how you live, everything. It's one thing when politicians say one thing to you. It's another when they say one thing to you and they're lying and they know they're lying. They know they're, they don't care that they're lying. They're proud of their lies because they think it's for your own good. But there's a lot of people with a lot of power that gather every year in a little place called Davos, Switzerland. And I want to share some of what they have had to say in recent weeks and months. Funny thing is, ABC News... NBC, CBS here in the United States, Australian Broadcasting, Canadian Broadcasting, the BBC, I don't care. Major newspapers, they won't cover this stuff because they believe in it. And they also know the danger, if you know the truth, you're going to rebel. You're going to be angry. You're going to demand some resignations. You're going to go to the polls and, and suddenly with your eyes open know how to vote, assuming we can stop the cheating and the corruption in the system here in the United States. Oh, there's corruption. Just an example. There, there's a case now that's out of North Carolina coming before the Supreme Court. This is the kind of case that should have been done two years ago in 2020 before the election where people were saying, you know, these these secretaries of states and these courts do not have the constitutional authority to change the rules of an election. Only the state legislature can, and it doesn't even require the governor. Had that been in force, the nonsense that happened with, with Brad, I hate Trump, Rassensberger would never have happened. The, the, the unholy deal that he cut with Stacey Abrams would never have happened. We would never have had these Zuckerberg drop boxes anywhere. They would have been illegal. And we wouldn't have had 2,000 mules running around filling them up with ballots we don't know where they came from. No signatures, no verifications, no nothing. All of that is constitutionally illegal. But these, these globalists, they hated Trump. And I don't care what you think about Donald Trump. You can love him. You can dislike him. You can think that he's a bull in a china shop, which in many ways he is. The globalists hate him because he was exposing them for the frauds that they are, for wanting to exert power over you and enslave you and own everything you have. That's their goal. And it's a very demonic and satanic goal. Now, before I get into some of that, 
I am not kidding you when I opened up and said, in a world where Dr. Anthony Fauci's agency spends a half a million dollars on some stupid stuff, almost $500,000 was spent in the fiscal year 2021 and also for 2022 to inject hormones into male monkeys to make them female. And, and this experiment is, are you ready for this? Is, is an effort to understand why transgender women experience higher rates of HIV. You know, Fauci's had his hands in HIV since the 1980s. And these scientists, they're going to inject hormones altered um, to, to alter the monkey's immune systems to determine if making them female had an adverse effect on the immune system. You know, there's one way to solve the AIDS crisis. There's another way to also solve the monkeypox crisis. They're one and the same. That's something else I find really troublesome. Monkeypox has been occurring only in one group of people, but the CDC and the FDA and everybody refuses to talk about it. It's being transmitted among male homosexuals and the few that hang out with... Um, bisexual women that's where the the problems lie so why vaccinate the population of the united states for monkeypox when i don't know 97 percent, 98 percent will never be at risk because they're not engaging in homosexual sex that's where the danger is but no it's politically incorrect to even mention the truth just like a lot of things So here we go. I want to talk about today some of these things you may have missed in recent weeks and months. The World Economic Forum, I think, is more dangerous than we we understand. It's not just a club of wealthy that get together in Switzerland to talk about, you know, how to fix the world without any power or authority. These people do have power and they do have authority in many nations. People like Justin Trudeau in Canada. He's a graduate of their of their training. He's a globalist. In essence, he's a socialist that wants to take over everything. You'll just be a slave to him. He's a reprobate, like many others that join this club. They're, they have no faith, no knowledge in them. They believe in a global agenda. And... You'll never hear these audio clips played by the mainstream media. You'll never see it quoted in the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of the major newspapers, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or any of them. Because if you knew what they really thought about you and the world, you would do something about it. But they know full well the media will always give them cover, just like they give Joe Biden cover. And Hunter Biden, extreme cover, as as many have said. If that laptop belonged to, let's say, Donald Trump Jr., you'd never hear the end of it. It would be the top news story as they just dig through it, every detail. But no, because it's Hunter Biden. Funny, all these people from the intelligence service, you know, organizations in the United States, they've signed a letter saying it's Russian disinformation or it looks like it. They knew 
They knew full well it was real. But they knew full well if the Americans knew the truth, they wouldn't get rid of Trump, which was their goal. I think we need to dismantle most of our intelligence agencies because they're traitors to the Constitution. They are traitors to the flag. They are traitors to you. They're traitors to Almighty God. The wars they've gotten us into, the things that they've done that are just despicable. There should be trials. There should be imprisonment and even executions of some of these people for some of the things that they have done in this world today. They're traitors to to any decent human being. And they they feel no, no conscience for lying. Recently, it was the director of the World Economic Forum. He's the head of it, Klaus Schwab. And, and he warns nations tempted to preserve their own sovereignty not to do it, that they must adapt and they must follow a globalist agenda. These are the words of Klaus Schwab himself. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities that we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda. Now, let me ask you a very serious question. If that clip, including the video from the World Economic Forum, had been aired as a lead story, let's just say on something like, oh, I don't know, the CBS Evening News, maybe on CNN, maybe even on Fox, even though they're getting a little woke themselves, Imagine the reaction when people sit there and realize, I mean, look, there are some people in the United States and Canada and the United Kingdom and Australia and just all over Europe, they think it's a wonderful idea to have a a globalist system. But I think especially here in the United States, you would find that the majority of people, not the minority, the majority, probably oh, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a third of Democrats and probably about 70% of conservative Republicans would be very concerned about what that man just said. The future is being built by us. It's not being built by you, your nation. It's global. And we here in Davos will decide what's best for you. I don't think that would fly. I think if, if Americans knew that Wait a minute. Even, you know, it's bad enough that we have people in this country that want to delineate the states and give more power to the federal government because then they can have abortions in all 50 states instead of about half of them. That's how they believe. 
They want to succeed more power back to the federal government it was never designed to have in the first place. It's bad enough the federal government has taken on hundreds and hundreds of powers to itself that were never intended. But now to give that to a globalist group, a globalist group that could say everybody must take the new vaccine or whatever the vaccine is for. I don't care if it's for coronavirus or or monkeypox. It had become a worldwide edict. I think a lot of people would be deeply concerned. But see, there are leaders in other countries, especially in Europe. If you listen to a program I had last week with Dr. William Wong, he summed it up quite well. When, when William Wong, if you listen last week, he had this to say. We need a, we need a miracle. We need an absolute miracle. Either we need the second coming or something close to it. Folks have to figure out, especially in Europe, there's no faith in Europe. The the two world wars drained people's uh, uh, belief in God just completely, threw it right out the window into the sewers. It doesn't exist. Even the Roman church in Rome, uh, in, in, uh, look, look at the Pope in Rome. Mm-hmm. That's a communist pedophile, God's sakes. And he's a Jesuit on top of that. Yeah, The Jesuits hate the church. Their entire mission is to destroy the church. And Dr. Wong was right in what he shared. Europe is a basket case when it comes to matters of faith, matters of decency, matters of anything. They're now an intellectually, morally, and spiritually bankrupt region. Look at some of the draconian measures taken in Europe during the coronavirus. They really exercised... A tremendous amount of authority. Austria wanted to fine people money if they didn't get the vaccine. Now, they've all backed off because they're learning the truth the hard way that these vaccines are deadly to a a large group of people. And we're just beginning now for the first time to see what the dreaded long-term effects may be. At companies like Pfizer, good old Pfizer, they keep pushing it. Because they, they can't stand not getting their, their, their grubby fingers on the billions of dollars that governments are willing to shell out to push this poison that doesn't work. Yeah, they don't like talking about the numbers right now real quick. I'll just add this. Because the numbers are showing it's the vaccinated that are dying, the vaccinated going to the hospital, the vaccinated having all types of issues with their immune system. So what's the solution? Vaccinate some more. It shows just how bankrupt our world is. And so it's no surprise at that same World Economic Forum session. You know, Germany went ballistically screwy over the vi- over this pandemic. By the way, a little little something I noticed. The old East Germany, they they were under the communist rule since after World War II up until the fall of the Berlin Wall. And so they don't trust government that much. And so their vaccine uptake was a lot lower than what is considered West Germany. And that's why their infection rates on coronavirus are now a lot lower than West Germany. And their death rate and everything else is so much better because there's not as many people vaccinated. But do you think NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC are going to tell you that? No. They're going to say, get your vaccine because it's safe and effective. 
And as those talks continue in Davos, German Vice Chancellor Robert Habeck, he spoke on the energy problem. You know, we're having an energy crisis because we're all trying to go green. Going green is a way to enslave you, and I'll explain that in just a moment. But he he says that government should not try to preserve their own citizens, but just accept the rule of the markets, the international markets. In other words, the United States shouldn't be drilling their way out of, of an oil crisis. We just need to adapt to the world system and be greener and more green. And this is what he had. To, in other words, countries must comply with the globalist reset. They must absolutely comply And this is what Vice Chancellor Habeck had to say. First of all, I would say that we have to stick to global markets. If we are now, and this is a tendency I feel everywhere in the world, also in my country as well, also in Europe, if we are now saying, okay, first of all, Germany and other countries are caring for themselves, then we will increase the crisis. If we are only caring for our own food supply, or energy supply, it must have a disastrous effect on the prices on the market. So, first of all, we have to keep the markets open. Second, we have to see that we have to solve one problem, not on the back of another one. So, if we are now increasing the production of fossil fuels and coal power plants all over the place, there's a drought in India. We, you mentioned it. We will definitely have uh, more problems in the next years to come. So we have to see that climate neutrality, the big issue of the conference 2020, um, so two years ago, it seems like ages, but two years ago, it's not gone. So we have to solve one problem with the solutions of the other problem. And third of all, when I mentioned open markets, I like to stress out that the the rules of the markets, they have to change. So the globalization, I, I would, I think deglobalization is a wrong phrase. We shouldn't admit to that. We have to stick that we have, that we collaborate in one world and have some solidarity in the world, but therefore we have to change the rule of the markets as well. So these three things I would say are, give an idea where we have to to he to, and maybe this conference can um, also lead some ways into a more sustainable future. Now, the vice chancellor of Germany covered a number of, of topics and a number of bullet points you need to take home. You notice it's like, you know, your nation's sovereignty, caring for your own people is no longer the primary goal. You must be a globalist player. We're all in this together. And you taking care of your needs like the United States did on energy up until January the 20th of of 2021 is you can't do that. You cannot take care of your people and your needs. You must take care of the globalist needs. Your nation is just a cog in a big machine. And you Americans with lots of money and resources, we need to take more from you and spread the wealth around the world. Now, there's another term out there, and he used it as he closed his remarks. Sustainable. You keep hearing the term sustainable, sustainable, sustainable. 
And it's all part of this green religion. And that's what it is. It is a phony uh, religion. It's a pagan religion. It's a demonic religion. That if you search history over, I don't know, four or 5,000 years, that concept has reared its ugly head more than one time. Sustainable. And, and we want to talk about we cannot have fossil fuels because they're, they're finite. They're, they're going to dry up any day now. So we must move to all electric vehicles. We must move to, th- well, number one, all electric vehicles are very expensive. The power grid can't handle them. Most homes in America, no apartment complex I can think of, would be capable of giving a reasonably good charge to most of the electric vehicles that require 100% electric charge. There's not, they're not a hybrid. Most, most homes don't have an extra 100-amp service available to charge their car. These don't charge on wall warts like you use to charge your phone. And, and too many Americans, because of our pathetic educational system, well, public education, can't compute the mathematics of how to charge a vehicle. You can't use a wall wart to charge your car. Well, you can, but it may take weeks. The lower the current, the longer it's going to take. If you want to charge your car in a reasonable time, like a couple of hours or get a partial charge in 40 minutes. Yeah, how's that going to affect your trip if you're if you're trying to go let's say from from Pennsylvania down to Florida. You're going to be taking an extra day or so to charge your car. That $60,000 or better car that needs batteries every so often which are expensive. And we don't have an infrastructure in place to, to handle it. Our power grid in some parts of the country is already overtaxed. California is a good example. Yet you got Governor Newsom. Yeah, he, he has the audacity to be advertising in Florida. Come to California, the land of the free. You're the one that shut more things down than Florida ever did for the pandemic, you liar. Gavin Newsom, a reprobate liar. He's kind of like Adam Schiff. They, they, they can't tell the truth even if their life depends on it. They instinctively have to lie. What about small and medium businesses? You know, the, the, the companies that are not the, the Walmarts, you know, the ones that are not the Home Depots or the ones that are not Amazon. This transition... Everybody at Davos talks about this transition in energy. Because, see, we can't use, look, in a part of Texas alone, just a small part of Texas, there is enough reserves in the ground to power the United States needs for 200 years. But they don't want to do it. They talk about CO2 and, and all this other nonsense that I need to get into another program, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, about the phoniness of this green energy. I ever notice that all the dire predictions now are for the year 2050 or, or, or the year 2100. They, they've stopped talking about 10, you know, they, they always say we have 10 years left to get things fixed or we're doomed. And it's because their track record is 100% wrong. 
Florida, where I live, part of the year. Maybe not for long, but for part of the year. And have lived in Florida when I was a church pastor for a number of years. Where I've lived should be underwater by now, based upon the predictions that were not true from 30 and 20 years ago. Dire prediction after dire prediction fails to come true. Yet they keep saying, this time we've got it right. So we're going to lie to you again. We know we're lying, but we're going to make you energy compliant. We're going to keep you in your little box. And Meta's going to put you into their virtual world to, to enjoy time with dad. I saw this commercial for Meta, which is Facebook or fascist book. I wanted to throw up. You saw this older man with a pair of goggles on, you know, like uh, these are like gaming goggles. So you're looking at a virtual world and a virtual fishing rod in your hand. Uh, and he's fishing with his daughter who lives a thousand miles away, but they're fishing at a virtual lake. This is your dis- <laughs> this is your future. Slave. Now, I'm, I know I'm going to ruin the pronunciation of this this woman's name. That's assuming she identifies as female. I didn't ask about her personal pronouns. Norwegian finance CEO, Kyrgyzstan uh, Brathan, I think it's Kyrgyzstan Brathan, says energy transition will create energy shortages and inflationary pressures. But the pain you're going to go through, (laughs) the pain is worth every bit of it, don't you worry. So this is what she had to say. We need to accept that there will be some pain in the process. Uh, The pace that we need will uh, will open up for missteps. Uh, It will open up for uh, shortages of energy. It will create inflationary pressures. And maybe we need to start talking about that, that that pain is actually worth it because if we don't uh, there's no business case there's no economy there's there's no welfare but but so far i think we are have been a little bit careful actually talking about the pain in the short term that is likely to come from from the from this very important change now let me see if i can interpret this a little bit for you notice that she never mentions the big corporations the globalist corporations the ones that have been well, support the globalist move. The ones that, you know, green for you, but not so much for me. Your house is going to be underwater in Florida, but mine at Martha's Vineyard won't. I mean, we're supposed to believe. Why do the elites always have great oceanfront property? And we're told that we're destroying the environment and we're going to flood the homes. Why is it that Al Gore can have a carbon footprint the size of a small city well, not quite. Well, yeah, maybe so with the jet, well, he, he and, you know, John Kerry jet-setting everywhere in their private jets. Yet it's, it's the guy that is working hard for a living, having a difficult time affording gasoline right now in this transition, this painful transition. You know, the poor people, the little people like you and me, we have to just suck it up. Endured for the, take one for the Gipper. To, well, no, I take that back. Take one for the globalist. You peasant. You useless eater. You resource destroyer. It's the small business. 
in the medium business, you must suffer the pain. The guy that owns the little convenience store, he's struggling to make ends meet. You must do without. You must lower your prices. I listened the other day. The White House press secretary, a complete moron, nothing more than a politically correct hire, and I, look, I'm sorry to say it, but she was hired not for her skills in journalism. She was hired because she's a homosexual and she's black and she's a woman. That's the only reason she's got the job. She is totally inept. And she, just like her boss, can't tell the truth either. But it's funny, you got to suffer. During the pandemic, Walmart didn't suffer. Amazon didn't suffer. The elites and billionaires didn't suffer, but the small restaurant owner lost his business, went bankrupt, went out of business, families destroyed, suicide rates high, all for this stupid virus played with by Fauci, who needs to be arrested and tried for for global mass murder. This is the elites we're supposed to be dealing with, huh? And it's not a surprise that, that Joe... Slow Joe Biden, Mr. Gaff, you know, they put him in front of a teleprompter and he reads his speech. I don't think he even knows what he's talking about anymore. But on the very, very same day that that person made that statement about the transition and how the little people have to suck it up and and endure it, Joe Biden, on the same exact day, said the same exact Thing. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. Mr. President, once again, you're a bald-faced liar. Absolute, reprobate, bald-faced, abortion-loving, phony Catholic, whatever you want to call yourself... You're a 50-year dismal Washington, D.C. insider that was inept as a, as a senator. Why Delaware kept voting for this moron is beyond explanation. He's a, he's a buffoon. That's the nicest thing I can say. The man is a total buffoon. He's an embarrassment. He sold out his office as vice president. How does a guy make millions of dollars as a public servant, he managed to do it, and nobody nobody questions him and his homes and everything he's got. He's a globalist fool. He's bought and paid for by the globalist. They've promised him a seat at the big boy's table, and he gets to have his beachfront property and his mansions and his homes and his income. And they'll hide the corruption and money laundering in Ukraine and his son's laptop and everything else. Just play ball, Mr. Biden. Just play ball. i got a lot more to share, and we have to take a break. I'm running a little bit over as it is. I'm sorry, but it happens. And you need to hear the other side, what I've got to to say. I want to thank all of you that support this ministry, Truth to Ponder. Without you, we would not be on the air. If you can help us with the shortwave bill, would you consider making a check payable to... Ancient Word Radio and mail it to Truth to Ponder. The mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 
The city is in Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. Also, if you go to our website, truth2ponder.com, look for the support tab. You can support us through a Christian crowdsource funding organization called Give, Send, Go. And if that's easier for you, please do that. You'll be helping me and, I think, a very viable ministry that is standing in the gap when some of the players like your, you know, PayPal, which we still thankfully have. But eventually they get to you and they say, we don't like what you had to say, so bye. And they kiss you goodbye. At least now we have a Christian alternative. So go to the website and look for it. I've got a lot more to share on these topics and a couple of others I didn't have time to get to yesterday. Um, we put the program together for, for Wednesday very early, and uh, we missed some of the news stories, so uh, I want to share a couple of others as well. There's a lot more you'd need to hear on the other side, and we'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. No salvation without trouble. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now the Lord gives us this encouragement. He says, in the world you will have trouble. Tribulation. You'll have trouble, but take courage. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot of encouragement. In this world, you will have trouble, but that's the whole point. In this world, we will have trouble. In this world, we do have trouble. That's the way the world is. So there's no real encouragement in pretending that we don't have trouble in the world because we do and we will. And those doctrines or teachings which pretend that God's people won't have trouble, they're useless. The encouragement is we will have trouble in the world, but God is bigger. God has overcome the world. The love of God, see, doesn't separate you from trouble doesn't keep you from trouble, but trouble will never separate you from the love of God. So it's not saying to avoid trouble. You know, we, you know when we, how much we try to avoid trouble and we get into trouble, but that's not the answer. It's saying we will have trouble, but we'll have salvation. Yeshua means salvation. Jesus, his name is salvation. How are we going to see the power of salvation without something to be saved in? That's the whole point, the power of salvation. How it's going to be demonstrated or manifested if there's nothing to be used for? So trouble and problems actually give you a chance to show the power of salvation, to have victory. In the world, you will have trouble, but, 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 take courage, be encouraged. I have overcome, overcome the world and your problem. I've overcome your trouble already. So don't, don't expect no problems. Expect the problem, but expect something better, the salvation of God in which you will overcome every problem and the world. Want more? Ask for coming home. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's Warning Uses Directed can revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, you'll love it all free. How do you get your free gifts? Well, to receive them, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. All you have to do is remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and just dial it. 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio, the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel to the lost, blanketing the earth and also to Israel, to every tribe and tongue. 
you will be blessed. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. We'd love to hear from you. Just write to The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying... Listen, you have victory. Go for it. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. In just a moment, I want to get back to these, what I call in their own words. This program today, I've been giving you some audio clips from a recent Davos meeting and how there's a lockstep toward a globalist world government, a globalist way of doing everything, whether you want it or not. Nation sovereignty must come to an end. Look, in Europe, and as I mentioned before, Europe used to be at one point a fairly Christian area. But after the Second World War, something went wrong in their DNA. And they started rejecting God, became humanistic, very self-centered. Churches, you know, are just closing their doors for lack of people. And you have literally an atheist point of view in most of Europe today. We're it. And... You have those that believe that they're entitled to power over everything. They believe in a new world order, a single world government. Now, I I noticed a story yesterday, and I didn't have a chance to get to it because we had recorded the program before I was made aware of the story about what happened near Elberton, Georgia. The four guidestones, the four outer pillars of the Georgia Guidestones were destroyed yesterday morning. And and this monument, we've talked about it on this program before. Back in 19, I guess somewhere in the 80s, this guy came up with this, the Guidestones to save the planet, which included reducing human population down from how many billions it is to a half a billion or 500 million people worldwide. That's it. Got to get rid of everybody else because they're useless leaders. And so, look, I don't condone the destruction of anything like that. I really don't. And it does bother me that somebody would take it upon themselves. God will take care of things like that. Let's put it that way. He doesn't need you or somebody doing something illegal. I've never seen the the Guidestones in person. I've been aware of them for years. I've been to Elberton so many times, but... Never had the time to get on that highway to look. Some people call them a monument to the devil. Probably so. But two wrongs never make a right. So I just wanted to give you my opinion on that. Now, getting back to what we were talking about before. In Davos, there's all this fawning over the potential of a worldwide power. And they all love the idea of the great fourth industrial revolution, a global reset. And trust me, that means getting rid of the economy as you know it and I know it. It means getting rid of our currency 
at some point. And it's closer today than most people would ever want to admit. Now, there's a company based out of China called Alibaba. And they're kind of like the Chinese version of Amazon, for lack of a better description. And their group president is a guy by the name of J. Michael Evans. And, and they're really proud of something. They are going to develop an individual carbon footprint tracker. That's right. Because, see, useless eaters like you and I, we must limit our carbon footprint. Now, if you're Al Gore, of course not. If you're John Kerry, your, your footprint doesn't matter. If you're a Hollywood star, you're exempt. If you're the president or this, that, or the other, or some, if you're a globalist, you know, it doesn't apply to you. But this individual made it very clear. They want to monitor everything you buy, everything you eat, and everywhere you travel. Listen to what this guy, J. Michael Evans, he's boasting. We're developing through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Ah, yes. They're, They're doing more than working on it. You can be rest assured. It's probably already been developed. They just have to figure the best way to sell you on the idea. If you remember during the great pandemic of 2020, all these operational dashboards were ready to go for a worldwide global pandemic based upon a coronavirus. They've been developed for quite a long time for an event in October of 2019 called Event 201. And so they just happened to have everything on the shelf needed to track how many people were dying, how many people were on ventilators. And then we were told that the vaccine will save us. I think they've run that particular narrative as about as far as they can go. But I'm sure that any blue state in America, any reprobate country leadership like Trudeau in Canada, Morrison in Australia and anywhere else, They'll try to milk it one more time. I mean, this is just how they are. They can't let it go. And so here we, we're, we're thinking about the individual carbon footprint. What did you eat today? Maybe they're going to track the kind of food you eat to see how it affects your digestive system for methane. I mean, this is this, the insanity. And... And the entire World Economic Forum, they are based on a globalist idea. Now, look, do you see these stories on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC? No. They talk about the benefits, but they don't talk about how it's going to really affect you one-on-one. Oh, you'll have an electric car that is carbon neutral. No emissions. The world will be a wonderful place, and you can live freely in your virtual world created by Zuckerberg, Meta and Facebook. And see, also on one of the panels was an individual, her name is Gabrielle Busher, and she is believing that what we need to have immediately is a 25% corporate tax, global, not, not United States, not Canada, 
We already have ours, but they want to add an additional 25% global corporate tax rate. And she's really upset when certain countries, I think Ireland did it, others, have lowered their national tax rate to be competitive. She, she despises that idea. If anything, she wants to have a 25% global tax and, and maybe a 25% whatever tax. She wants to tax, tax, and more tax. Let me explain to you a little rule of thumb. Corporations do not pay taxes. Well, Bob, I will be as they do. No, they don't. You pay them. Corporations are merely tax collectors. So if this woman, Gabriel Busher, gets her 25% corporate tax, the corporation just passes it on to the end user, which is you and I. And here she is, you know, complaining about competitive countries and why we need this insane tax. So if uh, in Pillar 2, um, the percentage, the tax uh, rate had been higher at 25 percent, which was actually what was uh, recommended by, by groups of tax experts the world over and actually connects with the rates in, in, some of the, in some of the economies that are participating in the deal, then 17 billion more um, dollars would be raised in, for the developing world, for least developed countries and middle income countries than is the case now with the 15 percent. So 15 percent is too low and, and it's driven by by um, some of the tax havens that actually are, are pulling down. So, you know, on the positive side, of course, it's closing loopholes on tax havens. And as you said from my quote at the beginning, that we believe that's extremely important um, and that's, that's good. But um, we, we are worried that this will be a race to the bottom, um, a further race to the bottom in terms of corporate taxation um, and, and countries that have higher rates might go down. And what we know uh, from previous, um, you know, critical moment uh, experienced by the whole world in World War II, taxes were raised significantly and corporate taxation in the U.S. was very high and it will kept being very high for many years. And that coincided with high growth period. So I'm sure the professor can speak of that in, in greater detail. But um, there's a danger that we're not really using this important tool at this moment when we have so many competing crises and really um, increasing fiscal space for countries to be able to invest on, on the most affected populations and those uh, that are really at the, at the bottom of, of the society. Now, just so you know, I want you to understand, I did not speed her up. I mean, she actually spoke that fast. I've watched the video twice and her hand motions are normal speed, but that mouth is moving a mile a minute. But you notice, see, she believes she has the right to complain and demand that, that sovereign nations increase and have a global tax that she and her ilk can spend. Because they know what's best for the world. They know what's best for Europe. They know what's best for Australia, the United Kingdom which has still got the residue of the satanic and demonically inspired European Union all over it. And the United States, the last bastion of freedom, if we can keep it. And I'm increasingly becoming concerned that we're not. We, we have globalists now in the White House, globalists in the Democrat Party that is currently in power in a number of states and in the House of Representatives. And, and I don't even hold out a whole lot of hope come November. But, Bob, we're going to take back the House. Don't you know we're going to take it back? And we may even get Trump back into office in 2024 or 5. Don't count on it. I told you that in 2020 when the same people were saying, Bob, you know, Trump's got this in the bag for re-election. And we're going to take back the House. How did that work out for you? It didn't. And if you think that these satanic individuals, demon-possessed Democrats like Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, I think they're demonic. 
They're not even Catholic. They well, well, Schumer claims he's Jewish, but but you know, Nancy Pelosi, I'm a good Catholic. But I believe in butchering babies in the womb. Is you're right. It's okay. Have another glass of wine. I mean, she she is just an evil individual. A corrupted individual. And she's you know, in a church that's been corrupted, I'm sorry, but your your pope is a phony fraud, globalistic, satanic buffoon. There's not a bit of Jesus in him. He communes her like it's okay. I'm a globalist too. And so she believes this woman that, that they have a right to tell you how to live your life. Then, you know, Australia. All the troubles you have there. Australian E-Safety Commissioner Julie Inman Grant tells the World Economic Forum we need a recalibration of freedom of speech. Hmm. Hearing that a lot in Canada, United Kingdom, Europe, and the United States, especially, you know, they wanted to have the um, the thought police here in the United States, you know, the disinformation board, part of the Department of Homeland Security, run by a complete moron. Well, thankfully, that hasn't happened yet. But listen to Julie Inman Grant of Australia explaining this recalibration of your freedom of speech. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. Now, do you fully comprehend what she's saying. I mean, follow carefully what she was just saying. Human rights need to be reassessed. For us in the United States, that means the words of the Declaration of Independence or the United States Constitution must be recalibrated to conform to the globalist worldview. We can't speak, we can't speak ill of them anymore. And they try to couch it in things like, for your safety. Listen, Adolf Hitler used that same term for the Jews living in the ghettos in Poland. We're transporting you to other places for your safety. Get in the cattle car. They want to be the deciders of what you're allowed to say and think. And with your carbon footprint always being monitored, do you follow they want to decide what you're allowed, where you're allowed to go, who you're allowed to visit, what you're allowed to eat, how far you're even allowed to travel. You don't need to make that trip to Florida this winter. Stay at home and, and go to a virtual beach with, with Facebook. I mean, this is where this is the dysfunctional, satanic, demonic world they want us to, to live within. All of it, of course, under their control, your local government having less and less power, state governments forfeiting their power in the United States to the federal government, and then the federal government bowing down to this altar of Baal and the Satan-worshipping, Moloch-worshipping elitist, 
and handing over our sovereignty and even our currency, our money, our wealth. And the United States hasn't had real wealth in a long time. All of our wealth is debt. I mean, unfortunately, Richard Nixon got us off the gold standard, what, 1971, 51 years ago. It's the good faith and credit of the United States. Look at your $10 bill or that's worth about, you know, 50 cents now. Because we went off the gold standard, by the way, our money's become worth less and less and less. At the founding of this nation, you know, 1780, whatever it was, the price of gold was like, you know, $24 an ounce American. Gold piece had some real value. And by the time we got to Nixon, it was $35 an ounce. That's why I could afford to buy for my late wife a beautiful set of gold wedding bands. You can't buy those wedding bands anymore. You couldn't afford them. What cost me $100 back then is now worth thousands of dollars today. Because our money is now worth less. We keep throwing more money in debt into the economy. And that debt paralyzes us. And so our global economy, the idea is we're going to, in five years, is what they're predicting. There's, this is from the World Economic Forum. There's a CNN anchor, I don't have the name. The chairman of Credit Suisse and France's top central banker. They get real happy and giddy. As they talk, and this doesn't last too long, but listen carefully. They claim that within five years, there'll be the central bank digital currency. Within five years, this is what they're saying. Like I said, this program is called In Their Own Words Today. These are the stories that they really don't want to talk about at MSNBC or CNBC. The loss of our sovereignty. But this is what the elites say, and they know that you'll never, most people will never hear about it or care about it, but this is what they say at Davos. Fast forward five years. Do we have a central bank digital coin out there in the world that is being utilized on a daily basis, whether it's wholesale or retail, and it becomes a superior system? Francois? Yes or no? uh, we have several experiments which are not very far from that. No. They're not yet generalized, but they could be, let's say, the next three years, probably. It will go quicker on the wholesale side, yes. I guess, and because it raises less sensitive questions. Yes, Axel. Mm. Oh, I'm quite I'm glad to hear what you're saying, uh, François, on, on the wholesale uh, digital, currency, uh, digital currency, not coin. Uh, I am also a believer that will come in five years, yes. What I try to say is obviously, you know, we still have those huge legacy environment. They need to migrate as well, so we will not yet see all the benefits coming through. But it will come and will be much more efficient, uh, also probably much more secure, uh, lowering transaction costs. On the retail side, I'm much more skeptical uh, certainly call it for the you know, established economies. Oh, yeah. It's always about your security. It's always about your safety. Security and safety. Just give us some of your freedom and liberty in exchange. Just let us vaccinate your children with an experimental concoction so they'll be safe because it's safe and effective, don't you know? And by the way, the fact that we have 
myocarditis in young people, get used to it. I know it never happened before, but it's a little price we have to pay for vaccinating young children to have an increase in in strokes and heart failure in in young people. I truly believe, and this breaks my heart to say it, but I firmly believe that the population of the world is going to be going down in the not too distant future. And this is just an instinct. And let me explain why I feel this way. Those Georgia Guidestones, and yes, I they've been around for a long time, but this is the plan. Satan always reveals his plan. It's no surprise, but too many people are too busy with their own little lives. Here in the United States, the majority of people are no longer Bible believers. They're Bible rejectors, or their churches have thrown out most of the scripture, and they've adopted celebration of sin. That's their sacrament, celebrating sin. Or they're too woke, or they're too just wishy-washy. The church is anemic. The church depends too much on the system. The church trusted their leadership. Look at the pandemic. You can go to Walmart, liquor stores, and Home Depot. But churches are killers. Little kids have got to wear face mask, diapers, and, and be vaccinated so their, their union teachers don't die, which is a falsehood. It's a lie. One perpetual lie after another, being fed after another, after another. And the globalists gather at Davos, and they come right out and say what they want to do. And if you were to ask anybody on the streets of New York City about that meeting and said, you realize that there's going to be a global corporate tax and you're going to have this and you're going to have these freedoms ripped away they would say you're an idiot you're a liar it's fake news because they didn't see it on cnn but in their own words in their own words they willingly said it to each other because they know you're powerless to fight them or they believe so We're about to come under an age of persecution. You're going to see people mysteriously dying, I think, around the world. And they'll never admit what it was that started it, why these immune systems have been depleted. We're already beginning to see it. If you think we're facing economic hardship now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Do you believe in our ministry? We have a lot more to share tomorrow. But I'm about to run out of time. I need your help to stay on shortwave radio. If you can help us financially, go to the website. You can support us from there through a Christian organization or mail a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. One word, Crestview. Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's 32536. Send me an email. Tell me how you listen at Bob at Truth, the number two ponder.com. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you, is my prayer. Thanks for listening. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, 
ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.